Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Working Class Bowhunter Podcast starts in 3, 2, 1. I think I left about 4, No one honestly really cares. Steve's calling me while I'm holding, <laughs> getting ready for this deer to stand up. Glad you took this deer out. He doesn't even drive American. <laughs> See, that deer's what's exactly what's wrong with this country, right? He doesn't even support local American-made deer-compatible vehicles. <laughs> that one that one arrow cost me $33,000. Just... Aiming too long and just moved a little bit. And I was like, oh no, it fired, you know, crap. I knew as soon as it left, it was just a little high. But he came right out in the field, made a scrape right in the cornfield, started grunting, walked 30 yards, made another scrape. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Episode number 104 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, coming to you via podcast from right here at 1600 Buckslayer Place, right here in the Buckatorium in beautiful Sherrard, Illinois, population 640-some-odd. I am Steve, joined with Kurt and Eric. Fellas, what's up? Oh, not a whole lot. Just listen to you. Just roll through that intro. Nice yeah, and it. beautiful. Like. I like that, man. It just you just keep things rolling. It was all right. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Uh, we are the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We've been around for 104 episodes, so if you don't know, you better ask somebody. WorkingClassBowhunter.com. Yeah. Oh, Facebook, social media. We're on. We're now on iHeartRadio. That's a new yes. thing. That is new. Um, yes. Which is cool. I don't it's know. Exciting. I don't really listen to iHeartRadio. I've never had a need, but I know it's real popular. And I think a lot of people do listen to it, though. Yeah, I think it's or it's growing at least for yeah. the po- on the podcast side because before it was just kind of like radio stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I believe it, so. Like stations and stuff like that. Yeah, like but, if you had a had a favorite station from like back home and you're out of town and you're like, "Ah, these stations suck," but like back home it was good. Well, hop on iHeartRadio and uh, you know you can check it out. We're not like sponsored by them or anything. Don't think that's a pitch, but it's super cool, and we're like super happy we're on well, there. It's another option to listen. So mm-hmm. what we did, uh, go to workingclassbowhunter.com, and you go there. The main page has every listening option that we're aware of that we're on, or at least the most popular that are um, available for all formats, whether you have an iPhone, an Android, or whatever you have. There's a format on there where you can subscribe 
and kind of keep up to date with every episode. Well, there's every episode on the website also. Yeah, and or it's all there on the website. Yep. Good point. And you can scroll through every single one. Well, I wouldn't go too far back, but they're all there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you can go through and see all the guests that we've had. And even though I know sometimes they're hard to listen to because they're old and not relevant anymore, but there's some good guests there. And, you know, we they're, learned they're a lot. Worth it. They're worth it. Yeah, we learned a lot from people we've had on the show, and it's a good time. We uh, It's always fun. It's always a good time, and you know we're 104 episodes in. We couldn't do it without without all our uh, all our good friends over there. At HHA Sports, um, HHAsports.com. If you don't know about any of the HHA bow sites, do yourself a favor, look into them. I'm super happy. I've got my new hunting rig set up. Um, I've got the Optimizer Kingpin light on there. And what you got it on, Steve? What do you get? What kind of bow? <laughs> Ooh, I've got it on the Elite Impulse 34 2016. Uh, I've been really, really happy with how that sight's worked out. Um, you know, it's it's really the little things that kind of will get you by with how you know how good a product is. You know, instead of needing a light, uh, HHA is done where you can open up and it'll hit all the fiber optics and make that light glow almost to the point where it's like too much. The you know, which has is, like a slide on it, so you can slide it in and out. To kind of, it's kind of your like your light. Yeah, and it's the little things like that. You know, I don't have to buy anything. I mean, of course, you can buy you know things to like a, you, you can get a light adapter and things like that um, for it's other still, parts it of it a too. Hole for a light, if you want to screw that on there. Yeah, so I mean that's a nice option. But like the fact that I don't have to have it, I I, I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just said that there's a stop for the 20-yard pin, so you just hit I love it all that. the way down. I do love that. Because awesome. you don't have to worry, like, you don't have to go, like, I had, I've had i had other brand single yep. pins before, and you can go, like, past it. You can go past 20, so this one's got to stop where you just dial it all the way down, and it hits 20 right on. Yep. Check out HHA uh, if you're shopping for a new site or you just want to upgrade. Um, Badlands Packs has uh, supported us for a while now. Um, great packs. We talk about them all the time. And they have the approach camo, um, which is they're, awesome. Yeah, that we have mentioned they're not just packs too. They're yeah, camo. clothing. They make tents. They have sleeping bags. Everything. Uh, um, high I've, quality products backed by their warranty, which is lifetime warranty. And you know, it's they back their product and believe in it. So we believe in them. I've got an awesome story about. Um, I took uh, I, I took my monster pack out, and uh, I, I took it up in the up in the tree stand with me because i was like all right you know um i'm setting some stuff up i was checking cams so i went up there and i was like well i kind of want to see how this sits you know while i'm in my stand and i mean i i would say i don't recommend this but they got a lifetime warranty i sat there and like it was basically like a lumbar support and it was the coolest thing ever because i was like you know what not only am i comfortable i can sit here and you know dig in relax sit on that and I'm not worried if it breaks they've got that lifetime warranty that I'm not worried about and it's that it's that peace of mind it, it, it's super cool it's like you borrowed something of your buddies so it really doesn't matter if it breaks because it's not yours Badlands Packs fat guy friendly yes boom fat there. guy friendly um, also Smith's custom deets and deets. Smith's custom detail. Apparently he's working on cars now. <laughs> I need to drink some water. It's <laughs> on bug spray now. It's got the deed in it. <laughs> Smith's custom deets. <laughs> Don't worry. 
We'll be super specific. Most podcasts would have edited that out, but we will not do that here on the Working yeah. Class Bowhunter. Yeah, we, because we don't have that technology. The edge of the show. We don't have that Hollywood magic here. So tell me about um, Smith's Custom Deets and more. <laughs> well, <laughs> I would, but I can't talk. About? Smith's Custom Deets and... Uh, <laughs> Smith's Custom Meats and uh, Deer Processing. Wonderful family-owned uh, operation. Great product. In yes. Viola, Illinois. Great. Yeah, well, I mean, you provide the product. They provide the service. But um, Well, it's making your product go uh, further than... mile. Yeah, yeah it's it a mile. And further than what, than what you expect with just the quality and the options they have for processing from... Breakfast sausage to jerky to what I mean whatever you can Deer think sticks, of yeah. meatloaf I mean whatever you oh, want the they meatloaf got it. yeah it's awesome I'm looking forward to uh, getting some deer back into uh, the Smith family I I know I'm, run, I'm running a little low right now so I'm glad season's right around the corner I hope to see him you know first week period of <laughs> I hope to yeah. see Scott period this season right um but uh, yeah it, it's it's awesome if you're in Western Illinois. And you can make it there without, uh, you know, without anything going wrong with your um, your harvest. Go ahead and check it out. Definitely. Um, today on the show, our buddy Baker, this will be his third time on, and uh, we have a lot of catching up to do and see what we can get him talking about. He just went on a couple different hunts, and uh, we're going to get into detail about that. And uh, I guess we're going to... Before we get to that, though, we are going to do a vet shout-out. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, and um, the vet shout-out this week, uh, we don't know the guy, um, but I follow him on Instagram, so go ahead and check him out. His name's Omar. Middle name is, uh, nickname is Crispy. Oh, I don't want to butcher this. Avelia. And he's a U.S. Infantry wounded uh, warfighter, so he's, like, lost his legs, and um, he was burned up pretty bad. But, like, he's super funny on Instagram. He's a hunter, too. Go check him out. I know he's got a GoFundMe. Uh, his Instagram is Crispy11B. Check him out on there. He's got Snapchat. Uh, go support the dude. I mean, he fought for our freedom. And, uh, you know, he suffered. He's got some wounds, but he makes the best of it. I mean, his name's Crispy, and he was burnt up. You know what I mean? So, love that guy. Thank you for defending our freedom, you know, and allowing us to continue to do this. And continuing to do this podcast in English. So, um, thank a vet for that too. For sure. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we'll get Baker on here and, uh, see what he's got to say. It's always good catching up with him. And, uh, he's a funny guy. We'll get all his social media contact for you guys to give him the a follow. follow. It's yeah. well worth it. It's random, funny humor, but it's one of the <laughs> ones you're just like, okay, yeah, I enjoy this. Um, oh, yeah. good dude. So we'll get him on here and, uh, thanks for listening guys. On the phone with us uh, from Utah, a little bit of a change of scenery. We've got Baker Levitt from Killcliff. What's going on, buddy? Not much, man. How you guys doing? Oh man, not as good as you, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, just out here in uh, Salt Lake City at uh, Black Rifle Coffee, and been chasing out the past couple days, and uh, now I'm trying to get a bunch of work done, and just hanging out, and shooting a bunch of videos, and recording some stuff and um just trying to let my legs heal up from past few days of chasing elk up and down the mountain well we're awfully glad we can be part of the uh awesome parts of your life so uh thanks for joining us again yeah absolutely man i always enjoy talking to you guys yeah this is the third time and uh baker i gotta say would cameron haynes be ashamed of you taking a day off resting your legs up or what, what would you have to say <laughs> um 
Cameron Haynes is a, a runner, an endurance, a cardio guy. I'm more of like a power guy. So um, best answer you know, ever. He, uh, he would be a yeah. It was you know like it's it's an altitude. They went seven point two miles one day and then nine miles the next. And um, I mean, I just basically you know didn't train at all. Haven't been working out much since my powerlifting meet back in May. Yeah, I hear and, you. Um, just kind of, but, you know, I just pinned my ears back and uh, just went after it. You know, walked slow and steady, wins the race. That's, that's what I learned uh, up and down the mountain, just baby steps. Not yeah, in a hurry, so, not in a rush. Yeah, but, the side-by-side that you're in, is it getting a lot of miles on it then? or What's that? The 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 side-by-side, I, I assume you're out there in a vehicle. Is it getting, a, is it getting pretty beat up? My Subaru? No, side-by-side, <laughs> like a UTV. He's making a dumb I, comment. No, it, Ignore him. Because <laughs> I know you're not I out there walking it. It's echoing a little bit. Is it? It's just Steve's awful voice. Um, <laughs> yeah, if, I always said that if I wanted to kill Steve, I'd send him on an elk hunt um, just because the fitness part of it uh, would put him down in about 30 two, minutes. Two minutes? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't even make it out of the truck. But, uh, Baker, I want to talk about you just went to Africa. I did. What was that like? That's got to be an experience of a lifetime. That was my second trip to Africa. Um, it was I, – I liked this trip much more than my first trip. The first time I went, I was focused on hunting and, you know, putting shit on the ground and, you know, wasn't really – I mean, that's all I really cared about was, you know, like getting this animal, getting that animal, getting this species, getting that species. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this trip was a little bit different because I'd been before, so I knew what to expect. So – it was really exciting for me because I was able to kind of focus on being there and being in the moment as opposed to obsessing about just, you know, game count, you know. Yeah. Um, and I took a buddy of mine that had never been hunting before, uh, a, a film guy, a camera guy, and, um, you know, that just made it even more fun because he'd never been uh, hunting and to see someone experience that. And then the group of people we went with, really good people, really good guys, saw some really crazy stuff go down, had a giraffe, uh, Cape Buffalo, you know, a handful of kudu, uh, Gimsbach, and then everybody got a zebra, wow, a blue wildebeest, cool. an impala, um, I got a blessed buck also, and then a warthog. So it was a package. Um, was Sediba Nikwe S E D I B A Nikwe N K W E, um, and it was a the package for five species was twenty five hundred bucks. Whoa, really? Dang. Yeah, that's my first trip was eight thousand, and this trip was ten times better than my first trip. And like, it's incredible. I mean, that's really not yeah. near as expensive as someone would think. Right. Yeah, and and the coolest thing about this hole is you did it all with a bow. Correct. And that is like you know That's there's a, you know there's a lot of guys that will go out there and you know I'm not bashing you if you shoot a you know shoot a critter with a rifle but like you if you get it done with a bow like that is a hundred times you know more awesome. Jeez, <laughs> I was man. gonna say radical, but that's who uses that word. Baker, what's that experience yeah. like from the... It was f- awesome. The place was set up for bow hunting. Um, hold on one second. He's an important guy. Yeah, we are not the most important person on so this, guys. The, <laughs> this place was set up for bow hunting, and um, 
you know, had water holes and these blinds were dug down in the ground and hard top. And, um, you know, you just basically go out in the morning and the afternoon, you set up on these water holes and, you know, everything would come in and you just, you're basically sitting there like staring at it, like, you know, just going, Oh my God, look at that. Look at that. I mean, it was nuts, you know, right. it was really wild. Um, and then I shot the my zebra with a rifle, uh, got a new Kimber Montana 30 out six, which is awesome. And, um, uh, you know, use that on the zebra, but everything else I, I did with my bow. My buddy Logan shot uh, a couple of his species with the rifle, and then um, he used the bow on the other stuff. He never shot a bow until the third morning of our hunt. He's like, I'm going to try something with a bow. I was like, all right. And I was like, you know, here you go. You know, he, you know, tw- two shots at, you know, 20 yards he put right in the bullseye, and then um, first – and second shot, and then his third shot, uh, he killed an impala. Fourth shot, he killed a big warthog. Wow! I bet he's hooked awesome. on archery now. Oh yeah, he was super excited about it. So, Baker, like, what was your uh, your favorite animal that you got to to take on that uh, trip? It's the same. It was my favorite animal on my first trip, and it's my favorite animal on this trip. That's an impala. Really? Really? Yep. Absolutely, think... my favorite animal. I, I would think it'd be that uh, that warthog because I've got it pulled up on your Instagram and that thing is gnarly looking. Uh, yeah, I um, warthogs are cool. This place didn't have great warthogs uh, at all, but they did have um, my my blue wildebeest made the Roland Ward record book. My Impala crushed Roland Ward record, also made SCI book, and then my Bless Buck made SCI and Roland Ward. Um, awesome. yeah, so he's got great Impala, great blue wildebeest. Um, and then that blessed book, I mean, I think the book is 15 and a half. Mine was 17 and a half. Um, That's awesome. So what do you yeah, do with so, all these? Did you keep any of them? Did you, are you getting the mounts done or what's your plan? Yeah. With so it? I'm getting the Impala shoulder mounted, uh, the blue wildebeest. I'm doing a, a rug and a Euro mount on the skull. Oh, that'd be cool. The zebra, the zebra. I'm doing a rug, um, warthog skull, blessed buck uh, skull. I would think you know. I always think about you know if I did an African hunt, safari, whatever, I would probably do the majority of them skull mounts like that, and then I'd do one or two yeah, shoulder like mount, one shoulder mount, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I'm guessing when you get those rugs, people will not be able to wear shoes in your house. Is that? That's expensive. Yeah, rug. they um, I don't really use them as an yeah, actual they, rug. Yeah, the, the yeah the rugs. Uh, I don't know where it's going to go, but like I won't start seeing that stuff for you know six, seven, eight months. It'll no, take yeah. a while for that stuff to start coming in. Yeah. Did, so um, you, did but, you do anything with you know, the zebra uh, rug? You're gonna do the rug. I uh, I fell in uh, love with zebra shoulder mounts when I went to taxidermy school, and that's one shoulder mount that I really want is a zebra shoulder mount. Yeah, the zebra, I'm just doing the rug. Like, it wasn't like, I don't know. Like, you know, I have no desire to ever shoot another zebra. I'll just, I'll put it that way. Really? Why is that? Yeah. I mean, what for what reason? Um, I, you know, just it didn't really do for me what, you know, what I thought it was. Um, It was cool and all, but it, it's like, 
over there shooting stuff with a rifle from distance, like there's really no like connection with the animal. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's probably at 90 yards. Did so. you kind of feel like you were shooting a horse? No, but there just there wasn't that pride and, and kind of sensation that you get from walking up on a a white tail or a turkey or you know something like that. You know, it was different. Yeah. I can't really. No, I I I I get that. Well, Baker, I'll be honest. A lot, I would say half of our listeners are probably thinking. I don't really ever have the desire to go on an African hunt. It only intrigues like maybe 50, 40% of the hunters out there. And then, but it's like, as you get more experience and you hunt long enough, you think about it like, man, Africa would be a really cool experience. It not, would. not only the hunt, but there's something the, different. Yeah. The culture, right. the, you know, the whole travel. So, over there. Yeah. There's the, the one, my main takeaway from this trip was I learned more about conservation and the effect effects of overpopulation on this trip like i got to see it with my two eyes Mm -hmm. and you know game management and how important it is you know because that's the worst drought they've had in 30 years in limpopo which is you know south africa and about two miles south of the botswana border it's the worst drought they've had in 30 years and like you're looking at these properties and like they can sustain 19 giraffes and, or I'm sorry, they can sustain eight giraffes, and they got 19 on the property. Hmm. Well, the animals are suffering, so you can watch when animals compete for resources. Yeah. Um, and then you see animals uh, that suffer, you know. So it was a very valuable learning experience. It was probably one of my favorite hunting trips of all time, and uh, I am absolutely going back um, this summer. No question about it. Really? See, and I, yep. I, I love that you touched on the conservation part of it because I know people that, I mean, let's be honest here. Most people don't understand, like, why do you need to kill a giraffe? Why do you need to kill a zebra? Because people are so ignorant to what goes on in Africa. And a lot of hunters' dollars in Africa is actually what saves those animals in Africa. And I don't think people realize that. There's so much it. It. There's so much ignorance to it. There's Poaching's a major issue in Africa. And... Oh, it's yeah. You uh, you outlaw hunting, poachers move in. Yeah, and everything. Oh, absolutely. You know? And I'm, I'm yeah. They and over- you can tell on the way when you drive through, you know, communities over there and villages that have hunting concessions because they're thriving. They got food and wanting water and schools, and the kids are happy. Versus going through a, a, an area that doesn't have any hunting concessions and it's dirt and everyone's living in extreme poverty. You know. Right, and I think that's really important, and people don't realize that, and I, I'm glad you mentioned the conservation part. Yeah, oh, no no wonder hunting's evil. It provides people with basic necessities. Oh, that's evil. Well, I mean, yeah. that too, and, you know, a lot of people think, you know, with without hunters, without regulation, poachers would just wipe everything out. Conservation oh, is a, a valuable tool. They've done it. I think Botswana, they outlawed hunting in Botswana, and Botswana, they're a shitlock. I mean, it's, you know. Poachers came in and just decimated everything. It, um, you know, it's weird. Like that little, I don't know if you saw that girl that killed that giraffe in Africa. Yep. yep. Right. That was my rifle. And I was about five feet from her when that photo was taken. Really? Um, yeah, I was elk hunting with her dad the past few days here in Utah. Um, yeah, Ariana Gordon. Yeah, I was, that was my Kimber that she used. You know what? Um, I was literally right before this episode, Baker. I was looking at their Instagram, and I'm like, I got to get these guys on a podcast. 
Oh, that's easy. I mean, I was with I was with them yesterday. Well, shoot him a message. Tell me we want to talk to him, and we'll just we won't yeah. we'll get we'll avoid the whole Anna Hunter thing, and yeah. we'll just talk about their experiences because they're probably not gonna Anna Hunters probably aren't gonna say a whole lot to you. Like we, we talk about this a lot. Like they it's like women well, only. Is they yeah. Wrong, dude. Guys, I, I I got tagged in a post. She made one post and tagged me in it and a couple other people on the trip. And I think I've blocked uh, three to 400 people on Twitter. No shit? Uh, really? Oh, oh, death threat. Which I don't take them as a threat. You know, it's like, oh, fucking kill you. It's like, first of all, you live in the U.K., Okay, <laughs> they're always British. I don't know what it is. It's always people from the UK. I don't understand that because it is rainy there all the time, and they don't have shit to do better. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's like you know, I'll fucking come over there and kill you. It's like, well, first of all, you live in the UK. You can't afford a plane ticket over here. And number three, you're too young to fly by yourself. <laughs> so why are you wasting both our time? I don't even know. To them, I just block them and delete them. I'm not kidding. You're not even, oh, worried. That's, that's not even awesome. worried about it. Oh, that yeah. So they um they did a, an interview with uh, <laughs> Tommy Lauren, Tommy Loren. Yeah, today, yeah. <laughs> so they did an interview with her today. Um, they got interviewed by Pierce Morgan. Uh, oh, jeez. And he was like, you know, I see you have cats in your profile. How, can you explain that? And she's like. I'm not allowed to have a pet cat because I hunt. Like, I don't get it. And he's like, well, how would you feel if I came into your house and killed your cat and posed for photos with it? It's like, is that a real question? Because that's fucking illegal, you dumbass. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, well, first of all. You're asking me, what, what do I think about you breaking into my home and killing my pet? That's illegal. You know, and here it, it's, it's amazing to me the outrage that comes from people in in foreign countries like you have a 12 year old girl from america that went to south africa and legally shot a giraffe and then came back to her home in america you live in the uk why are you outraged right it's so weird and it it's one of those things where it's so ridiculous that it's almost pointless to get mad at it but it, it should be addressed and talked about because it's yeah. it's pure ignorance is all it is is what it boils down well, to. Well, it's you know I just all these people that these anti hunters it's like I know more about the animals that I hunt than you will ever know. Right. You know, mm-hmm. Tell me you're upset about. Tell me one thing about a giraffe. You're upset. You're pissed. You're threatening to kill a twelve year old girl. Tell me one thing about a giraffe besides the fact that they're tall. And they have brown spots. And they couldn't tell you anything. They don't know anything. They're just talking shit. Well, yeah. I, th- I think one of the biggest reasons, too, is because, you know, a lot of these animals you see in zoos. You know, so it's like, oh, you know. Well, it's it's the zoo thing. And a lot of it, if you really break it down, it's cartoons. People develop. Yeah. What's that term? I always forget it. Where they put. Parasitic megafauna. Yep. Boom. Yeah. He's on it. He is on top of it. Yeah, they, um. Well, anthropomorphism, and then there's charismatic megafauna. And the father of of, of anti-hunting is Walt Disney. Like, he came out with Bambi in 1969. That's when the, the anti-hunting... Hey, Bick, you're getting kind of hard to hear, buddy. Oh, 
1969, he, he made Bambi, and that was when the anti-hunting movement began. Right. So, yep. and if you guys remember that movie, like, the hunters burned down the woods trying to get Bambi's father and mother. Have any of you ever heard of a hunter setting woods on fire to try to get something? Like, <laughs> what? That's, that's a complete opposite of what hunters are. Yeah, that's that's burning down timber that you could hunt. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's ruining your yeah, hunting property. <laughs> Yeah, the whole thing, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous, man. These people are crazy. Well, Walt Disney Uh, Disney was a crazy leftist who, you know, hated people of the Jewish faith. So, you know, it doesn't doesn't surprise me that he would hate hunters. You know, somebody that, you know, the dude was nuts. But if you look at it this way, people have been hunting on uh, North America, or they've been hunting for, what, 1,500 years? 15,000 years, 15,000, like going back to the ice age and all that stuff, uh, uh, cavemen and stuff, you know. The whole anti-hunting movement is is what? It's less than 50 years old. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, it's a new it's, thing. It's a very new thing, you know, and it, it, I, just, I just don't understand it. You know, it's like. It's another thing for these people to grab onto and run with it. <laughs> yeah, to be upset about. Well, right. it's also just, it's an. It's a pure ignorance thing and a disconnect is what it is. And and it's hard for me to even conversate people like this. I'm like, you're so far removed of what you could be experiencing in our natural world that it's hard for me to even have a conversation with you about fucking anything. Yeah. You know, and it just I I mean, I don't know. Baker, you you're so well spoken that you're just a good spokesperson for it. You've experienced another country. You've seen conservation in another continent. Um and you're well versed. I mean, you're you have a lot to do with people in the media. You were out hunting with this girl, this twelve year old girl that's getting death threats from anti hunters, which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, who threatens a little kid? Well, a lot of these anti hunters. Uh, well, I mean, you know, we all have our moments, but you know what I mean. It's just... <laughs> there's there's three there's three underlying themes in anti hunters. Number one, if you look on their profile and go through their photos, there's a, they're, they're cat people. All right, they have cats. Yep. I'm a cat person. Number two. Okay. <laughs> no, I, 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 think, I love cats. I think cats are badass. Number two, they're from uh, England or the U.K. Yep. Yeah. Right? Yep. That's number two. And number three is pornography. In some capacity, they either follow or try to engage with pornographers. They retweet them or their insults are based around sexuality. So, you know what? Yes, I, yeah. Trust me, I had every, for the first couple of weeks we came back from Africa, every single person that talked shit to me on Twitter or whatever, I would look through their profile and read some of their stuff. And, like, it got to the point when some of the stuff I was seeing was so just made my stomach wretch that I just, I was like, you know what? what when I get a Twitter notification, someone's talking shit, I'm just going to block them. And right. that's, I'm not going to look at their profiles because I don't want to, I mean, it was just, just like, the lowest forms of life. I mean, like, you know, these people are just bleh, I vile guess, I, I noticed yeah. that with the... Uh, um, What's with the, the connection between the cat the, and the porn and the I, UK thing? Is here, they just... Here's what... I, I don't know. Like, the, who's the guy that... Um, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. I remember when um, when uh, the, the dentist shot the lion. Oh, since we're on it, fuck Jimmy Kimmel, too. Yeah, 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 <laughs> fuck him. But, you know, when... when, uh, when he, I remember when he said something like, uh, you know, he was, uh, like, fake crying. He's like... 
why would you shoot the line? You know, do you got to feel like a man? Do you, can you not get it up? And it was so weird that like this leftist group will do everything they can to protect sexuality in any form, whether it be you know you want to you want to get a sex change, um, you know whatever you're into, they'll protect it until you hunt. Then they will make fun of not only your size and if you can't get it. And I I don't understand that. Like why? Is it okay to target hunters via their sexual orientation? And then break and, us down personally. And then break us down personally. And then they go after women. So it's like, okay, you are the ones who are sitting there that's saying, you know, rape is so bad and don't ever make fun of somebody because of their sexual choices. Then you attack a 12-year-old girl or you go after women exclusively. I Yeah, or I, like there was a lot of uh, those Psycho tweets are like, oh yeah, all these guys were passing her around, or you know, like like th- that was a theme. Like, there's a huge, huge theme with like bestiality and sex organs and like just really crazy stuff. And it's like, it's really what? sick on their part. It just shows like what kind of people they really are deep down. And I yeah. feel like, yeah, sick, so sick and, and this was. I mean, I, I've had people talk shit to me on social media about, you know, posting pictures with animals. But, like, this whole thing with Africa, it's just kind of like, I will never engage an animal rights activist. I will never engage an anti-hunter. Like, there's nothing they can do or say right. to upset me. Like, you know, I just move on, whatever, you well, know. Honestly, um, Baker, when we started this podcast, we were planning on having a... Um, like an anti-hunter, like a, we were going to make comedy out of anti-hunters because we <laughs> thought we'd get hate for having a podcast exclusively about yeah. bow hunting. Well, we used to do because we didn't get enough hate comments, so I used to go <laughs> troll the web and like find stuff that people said, and then I would write my own stuff, and you would try to guess if it was real or fake, and you could never really figure it out because it, it's that That's, ridiculous. It's that bizarre. But we uh, are... Yeah. We honestly I've maybe, read some of the craziest shit. Oh well, yeah, well, I mean maybe because we're exclusively as of now whitetail, turkey, you know, what you know, Midwest animal hunters. Right. I thought um, you were going to say white trash. <laughs> well, white trash. No, that too. Um, we'll hear that. We haven't got a lot of hate maybe because it's like the run of the mill deer or in their eyes the run of the mill turkey. And it's funny like but once you kill a coyote, then all of a sudden there's an issue. Yeah. Um like coyotes are always a big thing like I've had anti-hunters, vegetarians tell me that um, coyotes and wolves are endangered and that we shouldn't be killing them. And my response is, you're so far from the truth, it's hard for me to even conversate with you right now. I wouldn't even talk to him. It's like, it's not even worth my time. Yeah. You want to well, just walk away. I mean, the you thing want with it. the wolf, so there was, I have a friend in Washington moving, and in Washington they elected to take out I think it's the north, one of the northeast packs of wolves because they're, you know, taking out some cattle and stuff. Like, and for for the Department of Fish and Wildlife, you know, the game department to go in and take out a pack of wolves. I mean, like they've got to be doing some serious damage, you know. Yeah. And all these people, they're like, "This is not okay." Like, you know, like I can't believe this farmer's being so greedy. And it's like, what? Let me come into your house. And take a couple of your televisions, or let me take some tires off your car. Yeah, and then you they got to buy them, and it's like, why are they being greedy? <laughs> yeah, because if you look at like like livestock, for example, like wool, so which is, in my opinion, the ultimate 
when it comes to charismatic megafauna because wolves are badass looking and the way they're depicted, you know, and, um, you know, they just, they, like, you take a cow and a cow has calves and if one of those calves is another, you know, it's a cow, not a bull, it'll have a ca- another calf. And it's 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 a it's a reproducing resource, yeah. Um, for the farmer, it's his income and it's his money and it's his livelihood. And here these people are that are like outraged that they're taking out a pack of wolves because it's killing livestock. Well, you know what happens to wolves after they get done with livestock? They start to move on to other stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Well, they and, kill for fun too. That's yeah. They, yeah. I mean, most oh, time yeah. they just let it. Yeah, live. people Absolutely. people don't understand that. Well, and they're, they're the only animal that I'm aware of that actually that does that. That goes out and kills them. Well, I think tigers do too. Is what I've heard. I, I don't know for sure. I mean, I I'd, thought maybe bears. There's a no, couple bears, bears that I, I, I thought they bears killed. Don't I've never heard that. I heard no, wolves, wolves and uh, wolves and tigers hunt for fun. That's what I've heard. Which is yeah, bizarre. I don't know anything about tigers. So I don't know why anti hunters aren't like threatening the the pups. You know, like oh, I'll kill that. Wolf well, pup, they don't. Know, right? they, they don't know enough, and that's the thing. Like, well, <laughs> one of my favorite people that um, kind of st- talks about wolves in a, in a very honest way talks about like the beauty of a wolf, but yet the honesty of it that it, it is a destructive animal. Yes, it's a necessity to the ecosystem, but it can it can be very destructive. It, Joe Rogan talks about yeah. you know they're awesome, they're badass, but. They also kill a lot of shit, and they hunt for, for fun. For no reason. And they can really just mow through, yeah. Like yep. elk, you know, in certain areas where there's wolves and elk, and the elk calves are born, they, you know, wolves run through oh, them. They've, they've wrecked the Idaho elk population. That bad, they've huh? They put, oh my God, they put, a, I think it's like 40 or 50 or 60% of all Idaho outfitters out of business. Whoa. Wow. I didn't, wait, I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's and that came from a guide, Bill Denny, who owns Bearfall Outfitters, uh, who's been guiding for over thirty years, and um, you know, just a straight shooter, older dude, super calm, super laid back, doesn't get excited, he's not manic or anything, very stable, and like he was like, "Yep," yeah, because they absolutely decimate. He's like, "They in Idaho, I think Idaho's been hit the worst of all states." Wow. In my opinion, that's what I that's what I've heard. You know. That doesn't get talked about near enough as it should. That's a big well, problem. Expect, yeah, I think one of the problems is you can't expect hunting to regulate a game species such as a wolf because the wolf is so hard to hunt. Like, yeah. I've just heard they are absolutely just damn near impossible to hunt. Well, they're smart. And I, they're, mean, I mean, they're nocturnal, yeah. like a coyote too, aren't they? I think so. Well, I'm I mean, coyotes yeah. are hard to hunt in Illinois. Yeah, you know? right. imagine a wolf. I mean, most time they're nocturnal too. They'll do a lot of their hunting and killing at night, mm-hmm. and in packs. So right. My, here's my thing on that book, uh, Coyote America by Dan Flores. You guys should read that, Coyote yeah. America by Dan Flores. Okay. And uh, it it's one of those Stephen Rinella connections, and like he was on his podcast, and like I was just enthralled listening to this guy he was basically saying if you want to get rid of your coyote or coyote control don't kill them because what happens you kill 10 coyotes you'll have 20 the next year and one of the things that i was fascinated is like when you hear coyotes howling at night 
they're doing it. They're taking a census. And what happens? I don't remember the name of the, the medical terminology, but if the, the the census is off, it'll trigger within those within the the, the females. And instead of it'll increase their liver sizes will increase. Whoa! Because because then, just because their pack is down, they don't get that right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, read the book. Um, Excuse me. Read the book and listen to that that Ranella podcast, man. It'll blow you away. I was just like, okay. I mean, it, it wow. Bl- whoa, that. that's it, like opposite of what you would expect. And that is the that is probably the weirdest noise you'll ever hear. If you hear a pack of coyotes walking out of the woods, it just your, oh. your hair stands up on the back of your neck. And yeah, it, it's, oh, yeah. I've heard it my entire childhood in Georgia. I mean, just my entire childhood. Well, I've had them last season. I had them howl around me in the dark while I was in the stand. Like I must have gotten the stand thirty minutes later, still in the dark. Had a pack run up around me and started howling around me, and I jumped out of my skin. Well, man. see, see they'll yeah. howl and they'll kind of yip too. Yeah, it's like a yip 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 yip. yip. <laughs> perfect. You did it right at the perfect time. That's exactly yeah, no, what it's Kylie's like. Won't, Kylie's won't mess with humans. Like that's not something you need to worry about. Right. Right. Wolves, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have enough experience with them, honestly. I don't think I've ever even seen a wolf in life in person. You know, there's the rumors in our area in the Midwest, like, oh, a wolf migrated from wherever. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, Here, uh, let, let's shift. I want to switch, uh, switch gears. Yeah. Thanks. I want to say that right. Um, Baker, before you went on your Africa hunt, um, you did a pack out. I want you to talk a little bit about the Ready Man um situation they got going on uh I, I watched a video it was super cool i want you to tell our listeners all about it so ready man is um it's rory he's a black hawk pilot and jeff who's a xsf guy and then logan uh is a scout sniper marine scout sniper and um they just put out like tons of helpful useful useful information um they also have another site called manhacks no space, M A N H A C K S, Manhacks. Um, and they just put out all this useful information, you know, it's like uh, do a lot of cool stuff, really fun guys to be around, and just a really wide, vast knowledge bank. Um, and they have a, a paid, a member, a paid member site uh, where you can get behind and see all, way more stuff than you see uh, in front of the wall. So, like, you might guys might want to think about joining because I mean they put out some awesome, awesome information, especially on their and then also check out their ready made uh, ready man Twitter, um, those blogs they put out every other day. Those are fantastic. For sure. All right, we'll follow those and uh, I think Steve's getting on that right now. Yeah, I'm phone. on their uh, I'm on their Instagram and uh, now they um, we'll link that into the description. Yeah, of the we'll, episode. We'll, yeah. we'll put that on. I, I remember it, you know, I was checking it out and the guys that uh, you were dealing with and they're a veteran owned company, correct? Correct. Or yeah, you said they're a scout sniper. Okay, so even better, even better. That's you know that that's reason enough to support them. But they've got this. Um, I, I've been seeing this thing, and it, it's like it's the Ready Man card, and they've got like this wallet holder. And it, it it's as thin as a wallet, but it's like cut out. To, you know, if you ever get like a model car, you can it's get a some credit card. Uh, yes, size. they have a they have a dozen of those. Um, and um, you know, the whole premise behind Ready Man is like being ready for anything and everything. And it's teaching skills and survival skills and like you know, just do knowledge stuff. It's like um, what is it? Uh, 
what does he call it? He, he says it's it's like this, but for dudes. Um, like I can never remember. Pinterest that. for dudes, or yeah, it's like yeah, Pinterest for dudes, but it's something else. <laughs> yeah, that's a good um, Yeah, it's all. Yeah, just check it out. I mean, this is Ready Man is great, and then Black Rifle Coffee. Um, yeah, I want you to get into detail that. about them guys because yeah. I've been obsessed with those dudes lately. On Their social videos media. are amazing. <laughs> the be- the best all American and if veteran owned, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. obvi- and it's pretty obvious. But it's uh, I love all the videos they put out, and I see you in their <laughs> videos every now and then, Baker, and I'm like, yes, that guy's been on our podcast. Yep. Yeah, no, no, they um, yeah, so like Evan, and then there's like you know Matt Bass and JT and yep. Rocco and Article Fifteen and all those guys. They're all just funny dudes. They're all super talented, extremely creative, and they're all just they're great to hang out with, you know. And they like to do a lot of cool stuff, and they figure out, you know, how to make people laugh and just being themselves. They do a really good job. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's a ton of fun. And then, um, you know, Black Rifle Coffee. It's their coffee is it's ordered made to order. So you order it, you place your order, they roast it, it ships within forty eight hours. So, super fresh coffee. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, I, I got to get some of that, man. I've, I've uh, every time I see it, I'm like, it's just their their marketing and the way they do things is just it's pure American. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah. Like, when I see you, those videos they put out, I'm like, that's the type of people that I'm like, that's America. That's it what, is. That, that's what it's pure that, American. Yeah, that's what should represent us. Like. One people in other countries like I just picture ISIS going, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> you know when they watch those videos and it's just they just seem like cool yeah, guys. They, we did um, we filmed one today with Man Spot, the Man Spot. Oh, dude, I, I love that dude. Yeah. yeah, we did one today. It's pretty funny. It should be, I don't know, hopefully it'll go up tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it's great. He's awesome. He's actually on the way back now. That's, I gotta. We've been on for. Right, I got one minute left. I got to hop off, but he's pulling up now. All right, um, let's do this. Send- hey, hey, tell him I love his Instagram, and uh, he's awesome. Uh, my Instagram is Black Baker, uh, and then um, on uh, Twitter, uh, just look me up at uh, just Baker Levitt. Look my name up on Twitter; it'll pop up. That's where I kind of pull the most and say the most ridiculous stuff. But um. Yeah, Kilcliffe and uh, Drink Company. Check out Kilcliffe. And that's it, guys. Cool. Baker, stick around the phone real quick. I know you got to run here real quick. But uh, everyone, thank you for listening to the episode. Hope you enjoyed. Um, if there's someone you want to hear on, shoot us a message, something you want us to cover, message us, uh, workingclassbowhunter.com. Anything else you guys want to add real quick? No, nope. let's get Thanks out of again, here. man. We love you. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. Later. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.